I think we should apologise. We uh, we said we'd take a few months off over Christmas. It's <laughs> been six. I'm sorry, everybody. We're back for season two. Welcome to the first episode of season two of scene three. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Shane. Yep, and you are Mark. I am Mark. Um, And welcome back to all of our existing listeners and welcome to all our new listeners. Yes, yes. Just a quick rundown of what the podcast is. It's uh, We watch three movies centred around a central theme, movies with something or movies that or movies that do. Uh, and we, we discuss the three movies and try to find a bit of a good, bad and ugly amongst them and uh, always have a different guest host each week. That's it, yeah. And so this week we're doing movies that are centred around sport and our very special guest, uh, you may remember from season one, is Adam. Welcome Hi. back. Thank you for having me again. Series favourite, is yeah. what I've been told. It's nice to move up uh, a spot from episode two to episode one yep. as well. Where, like, where um, to in season three, who knows? Well, we'll have one of our jobs. I was going to say, you'll, I was gonna say you'll, be, um, you'll be shifted to the pilot, which will never be aired. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair too. Uh, now, Adam, it's safe to say that you're a bit of a sports guy. I am, yeah. You I, like sports. I, like, I consider myself a sports nerd, I think, which is a... A fun place to be where... It's like a new thing in this modern day and age, mm, sports nerds. It's yeah. like combining the best of nerds and sports into one glorious thing. Because you do a bunch of like fantasy leagues and stuff with basketball and soccer and lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10-pin bowling. 10-pin bowling. <laughs> yeah. Do you have yeah. to be a better to be a sports nerd? Uh, no, but... betting seems to be a large part of sports these days. Yeah, I think... I, I never was, but... In the past year, I've gotten into sports betting. Oh, so you don't mind I, a little bit of a tibble? I love it. Oh, dear. Yeah, I, I'm not addicted. <laughs> I don't have a problem. I can, I can stop anytime, anytime I want. Anytime you want. Yes, I'm not addicted yet. <laughs> um, no, it's just, yeah, it's been fun. And I think it's been a nice compliment to it. And I can get involved a little bit more and it does make some... And make some cash. Yeah, yeah that, I'm actually, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the positive side of things, so that's good. In I, the green. I have my lame Excel spreadsheet that, oh, I, no. that, that <laughs> I fill in. When you said sports nerd, you yeah, meant sports nerd. So I, I am a sports nerd, but I'm also very frugal. So <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like to lose money. Very nice. So this theme was your idea, which is great. I love it. It's a tough, it's a, it's a tough theme because there's so much to choose from. Mm. So many movies centred around sports. Um, and they all kind of, I guess, kind of to a degree follow the same. They're very formulaic. Very formulaic. Yeah. But you watch them and you still enjoy them. And like, I think most sports movies you can go into and watch and know exactly what's going to happen. But you still get a lot of enjoyment out of them. Mm. Like it's a, a very uplifting. The three movies we did, I'll mention now, was Any Given Sunday, uh, dodgeball, uh, a true underdog story, I think was the... We're, we're using the sports theme very yeah, yeah, loosely yeah. with dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Remember the Titans, which is obviously mm. a classic. As you mentioned, there were, when I had a look at the film, a film to choose, the, the abundance of sports movies, yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Even having watched a lot of them, going back and looking at a list of sports movies. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. It's, it, yeah, it's a hard thing to, to trim down to three because we yeah. had lots of suggestions when we were spitballing it around as well, mm. Shane and I. Um, and so, yeah, we had to cull, cull the list back a few times. Yeah, so, yeah, there's a lot of choose from. And I, I think everyone, depending on your, t- like, regardless of your taste of movies, everyone likes a good sports movie because it's, yeah, it's always about humans overcoming, you know, greater odds than they can. Or, or, I mean, I don't know. I'd love to see a sports movie where they're knocked out like three rounds beforehand. <laughs> or, you know, the good team versus the bad team is the first matchup instead of the very last matchup. Mm. And then the movie just ends. Like, that would be weird, but... 
I don't know I how often they, they avoid that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, 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 it might make for a worse movie. It like. might be a thing. And so the good guys lost in the first round and the bad guys went on to win the championship. And, and then it was about their spiral into depression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They yeah. wasted their lives. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds a bit like the Basketball Diaries. I don't know if you guys yeah, have seen that. Say, yeah, 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 true, true, true. That was on my that list. Was, that was on the list. Yeah. Uh, Coach Carter, which is another one I love. Yep. I mean, Space I, Jam. We, we Space bumped, Jam. bumped Space yeah. Jam as well. I think the key to a good sports movie, though, is... Uh, having a movie that's the sport's almost secondary to the story. Like, mm. the story's about... It's the people's story. Like, it's yeah. the people's story, mm. yeah, about coming, whether it be coming together as a team or whether it be about uh, overcoming odds or, you know, like, it's always about the story more than it is about the sport. But the sport is just the beautiful glue that binds these stories together. Mm. It's the, uh, the equaliser of humanity. Yeah. Everyone's equal on the sports field. To a degree, I guess. As, as we learnt, maybe? In... I don't think we did, especially not on any given Sunday. It's <laughs> the opposite of that. Definitely not. Speaking of which, Any Given Sunday is the, the first film that we looked at. Uh, 1999, the tagline was, This Christmas it's better to give than receive. Which I like. It's a bit of a play on words. I didn't know the film was set around Christmas time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the, fo- the football that, season it runs over that. Does it period? But, so maybe that's why. Yeah, but the yeah. tagline makes no sense. <laughs> 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 to tie in with anything in the film, I mean, yeah. the plan of the word receive. I like. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Um, obviously directed by Oliver Stone, uh, who I'm a, I'm a fan of Oliver Stone's, but he's very hit and miss with me. Like Platoon, JFK, Wall Street. Uh, born on 4th of July. Like he's got a very unique style. And I'll give him that. And this film is a great representation of his style. Uh, writers was him and a guy called John Logan, who's done Gladiator, The Aviator, The Last Samurai. He's done a couple of Bond films, Skyfall, Spectre, the recent Alien Covenant, which I still haven't seen. Uh, and he did the movie Bats, which is great, about killer bats. So he's got some good credibility there, with the exception of Bats. Um, and Oliver Stone obviously helped with the writing as well. Uh, runtime, two hours and 42 minutes. It's a doozy. It long. Yeah. Yeah, tough, yeah. tough stretch. Mm. Especially um, when you started at 10.30 at night, yeah, as I no, did. This is a start at 8.30 <laughs> movie yeah, or bad just call, call or it just, Yeah, go, go for it tomorrow. Um, budget of $55 million, which you could probably see up on the screen there with all the big stars. Although there was, I guess there was a few rising stars at that stage. Yeah. Mm. I think this was the big one that for Jamie Foxx, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't watch. remember seeing him in much before yeah, that. This was kind um, of, I think, yeah. And then that weird Tom Cruise one. Uh, El Pacino's obviously in it, Cameron Diaz, Dennis Quaid, James Woods, LL Cool J, he's got some good scenes in it. Uh, John C. McKinley, who I love from Scrubs, is in it. With the world's worst haircut. <laughs> world's worst haircut, yeah, and just chomping a cigar the whole time. He's plays one of the commentators, the journalist. A journalist, yeah. Um, and just a little bit of trivia I read on the old IMDb was uh, over 3,000 cuts in the movie, So because it was a very it phonetic does not film. not surprise me. Yeah. yeah, it's very, like, for two hours and 42 minutes, this thing must have been a beast for someone to edit. Like, And, and apparently they'd only just discovered the um, that blurry anti-focus effect when, oh, they, when right. they were editing this movie because yeah. they must have used it, what, nine, times. nine to 10,000 <laughs> times? I um, think uh, about 50% of those cuts were in that first football scene to open the movie as oh, well. The that first was first opening scene. That hurt insane. my head. That was, yeah. Yeah, tough the to coverage, they must have had hundreds and hundreds of hours, thousands of hours to shoot that. I, uh, I also saw the 3,000 cuts. And, uh, yes, every, every to, single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you counted but them all. I wanted to dive a bit deeper and it meant that there were th- about, there was about a cut every three seconds Jeez, in the film if you averaged it out. And I thought... It'd be perfect for a drinking game. Every time, every time there's a cut, oh, <laughs> you have to drink. You would get an hour into the film. <laughs> if you want right. to kill somebody. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Alcohol poisoning, we'll call it. Yeah, and that's why also there was a f- 
is said 117 times in the movie. Wow, there we go. Which is amazing. So, um, so that now counts um, my boys out from listening. Oh, well, sorry, boys. So it was good I, having you on board. I, I, uh, I promised you next week. We'll I promised that I'd get Uncle Shane to uh, <laughs> to keep it tidy. I just I said, to like, that's not that bad. Yeah, it's true. It's not like I said, that's far worse. <laughs> Uh, wow. We'll tune in next week, boys. We'll do, I'll do my best again in episode two. <laughs> Probably not. No. Uh, the other thing was Chris Tucker turned down the Jamie Foxx role. I thought that was an awesome bit of trivia. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, was he going to bulk up? Like, how is he going to play a quarterback? It like, changed the whole tone of the movie. <laughs> like, could you imagine like the whole rap scene with like Chris Tucker <laughs> pretending to be a badass? <laughs> I love Chris Tucker, but he could not have done that film. I saw that uh, Sean Combs. Puff Daddy was also yeah. Yeah. Yeah, considered for the role. Because he was big in the 90s. Like, I mean, physically he was quite a bulky guy and he was quite muscular in the 90s. But even still, like, he, but it I've been, never seen him act in anything. I'm sure yeah. he's done something, but it would have been yeah, other than a music off. video. I'm sure I've yeah. seen something. And then De Niro turned down the El Pacino role as well, which was the other big one. Because hmm. apparently those two have a big history of yeah, turning down films that the other one does. <laughs> Taking each other's roles. But Any Given Sundays uh, is a very different... It's a football movie. Obviously, it's an American football movie. Gridiron, You've got yeah. Gridiron, yeah. Uh, Al Pacino playing Tony D, and he's the head coach of the the Miami Sharks. Sharks. The Miami so Sharks. this is not NFL, we should point out. It's um, it's like a B-League type of... Oh, is it? Is it football? not NFL? I think it's actually just a, an equivalent because they couldn't get the rights to use the NFL. Really? Yeah. No, because they I, make I a no reference idea. to, um, you know, you're not the Dolphins um, in oh, the movie. Really? Like, you know, don't think you're bigger than you are type of reference. Oh, when, is when that why they're playing in a shitty stadium? Yeah, yeah. I missed so. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah I thought that, because uh, I, I did read that Oliver Stone wanted to try and get the rights and to make it more authentic NFL, but... Yeah. yeah, and the NFL were also trying to sue them at some point as well. Yeah, because like apparently they wouldn't let any of the actors, the players, audition or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I guess because the the movie. Well, would, do you want to run us through the the, the storyline? I guess the. Uh, yeah, it's. I guess it's pretty simple. It's. Um, it is for a two and a half. It's, hour yeah, <laughs> it, it's the opening scene is at a game. Uh, the Miami Sharks have lost two in a row. I think yeah. at that point. And in the first two plays of the game that we see, they, they lose their two two quarterbacks. Yeah. And their third string quarterback, who's Jamie Foxx, steps in and he's, uh, he's vomiting on the field after eating like a bag of chips or something before he, before he starts to play. Yeah, because like, he never Just, anticipated he was going to play. Yeah. He was reading the paper. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, so he steps up to it. Uh, they, they end up losing that game again to go on a three-game, I think a three or four-game losing streak. Yeah. Um, but then it's about kind of the rise of Willie Beeman and yeah, how he starts to become a uh, more of a star quarterback. Larger than life character. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different look at, <clears throat> far as, because well, I guess we did two football films in this episode, mm. and it's very different compared to what Titans is. I think this is about the business mm. and how nasty it can be, how rewarding, but how nasty it can be, which is probably why the NFL didn't want to, I guess, get behind it. Yeah. Because, like, it, sh- you know, it shows them how they just milk these guys and then they just disregard them mm. like with like trash so easily and and like this I guess it's all about like you said the rise of Willie Beam and Fox's character and how he clashes with Tony Coach Tony D and and then you've got uh, and Cameron Diaz. everyone else on the team as well yeah Cameron Diaz is the owner who wants you know to bring the team into the new front and she wants to move it to, are, wants to move it to L A yeah as well yeah, so that's kind of not subplot. making money enough and 
This is probably one of my favourite roles of hers, actually. I think she's really good in this film. Mm. I really dig her in this film. Well, she's cast as um as like a this powerful businesswoman instead of the yeah. ditzy blonde, which is yeah. what she normally gets. But she well. also has that vulnerability, as we find out later mm. in the end, that she's like, this is tough. I don't I don't know if I want to do this or I'm just yeah. doing this because my her father had passed away and she's inherited the family business and her mum's an alcoholic and so it's not I guess it's not the best look at sports that that's that high level sports le- uh, lifestyle, is it? Because all the players just, you know, they play their game and they all go out and do drugs and, you know, have sex with prostitutes and, mm, you know, yeah. like disregard their family and their friends and Willie Beeman loses his girlfriend straight out of the gate because she doesn't want to be a part of that lifestyle. And yeah, he tosses her aside so easily. Really like, they, quickly, They establish yeah. that they were together for seven years and then all of a sudden they have a little fight and then Man, that's he it, jumps she's gone. so quickly. Yeah. He goes to one party and he gets, like, the attention of, like, ten women and he's just like, she's gone. Yep. But he learns you know, the error of his ways. But yeah, I guess <clears throat> there's not much really to talk about in terms of like how the story plays out. It's all about Willie's rise, and I guess the clash he has with the coach because old and means fall. new. Mm. And one thing I think uh, Oliver Stone does really well is like when he goes to the coach's house and he's you know they're having the conversation about you know this is what new football is, and, this, and you've got to intercut with uh, images from Ben Hur and the gladiator fights and stuff like that. Mm. I do like that. It's very '90s as well. The way it cross fades over. You know, they're talking, the conversation's getting heated and there's lightning, you know, it's outside and they're cutting over the imagery of this is the visual representation of how this character's feeling. Like, it's very 90s, but it's also very Oliver Stone, I guess, mm. Natural Born Killers, that kind of stuff. But, um, I, yeah, I, I think the two guys <clears throat> play off against each other brilliantly. I couldn't imagine any two other characters. Like, you know, if that was Chris Tucker <laughs> yeah. opposite, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah, I think De Niro, if he did it, he could have pulled it off, it would have been fine. Yeah. Like, knowing... Like having watched it with Al Pacino, he does such a great job. Yeah, it's I love to it. picture anyone else. Doing and like it. he, he plays that character so flawed. Like he's this guy whose ego is bigger than him, but he still believes it, and he's slowly coming to terms with the fact, you know, that maybe he is out of his game now. Maybe it's right. Like and we see it in the first. You know, he loses that that third match, and he goes to the bar at the start of the movie, mm. and he's he, this young girl comes over and starts talking to him, and he starts sweet talking her. And then she's a prostitute and, like, he didn't even think that she was a prostitute for a second because mm. he's so full of ego that he's like, you know, I'm, I'm a guy in my 60s and this hot 20-year-old, which I think is the chick from Showgirls. I have no idea. Don't pretend like you haven't seen Showgirls. <laughs> I genuinely oh, haven't. I've never seen Showgirls. What's Showgirls? <laughs> One of the worst, greatest movies ever made. Uh, she was the girl from Saved by the Bell. Was that her? Someone Google that and write on the Facebook wall. The girl mm. from Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the one in Safe by just the Bell? Just the one girl, yeah. the ditzy one. That doesn't narrow it down either. No. <laughs> Tiffany, no, that was the other one. We'll get back to that. They'll say that for our other podcast. Saved by the Bell podcast. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I think his character's journey is awesome because all the way through the movie he's fighting against that, you know, and then at the end of the movie, obviously, spoiler alert, he's, like, announcing his retirement, but then he's like, oh, you, I'm actually well, going to another yeah. team. Yeah. I'm taking Willie Beeman with me. You know, they're both going to journey. They're giving together. me management control to yeah. see you guys. Yeah. So he kind of goes on a journey, but then he doesn't really. He kind of self discovers himself, but then he's still the same guy, which I kind of mm. like that in the movie. Like, that's what Oliver Stone does well with characters, though. He, he makes these characters pricks and doesn't, they're, they're unapologetic. There's no, yeah, for there's it. no apologizing. They just, they, all they really do on their arc is they acknowledge that they're a prick, you know, and then they're like, well, that's me. I think, yeah, gives it that. Realism too. I think we see a lot of these kind of characters in life, and we think, you know what? They're not going to change. Yeah, they're going to be like that for the rest of their yeah. life. They're not going to have this moment where they have this epiphany and go, you know what? I'm a changed man. And yeah, 
they're just going to be. Dicks. And it's beautiful after because we've got the locker room scene where they're fight, <laughs> where they're playing in the final match to to go on and win. I got confused there. Did they win something at the end of that? And they won. That was the like their first playoff game, which they won. Yep. And then I think they, based on what they were saying at the press conference, they won the next game, but then they lost the following game because ah, right. they said San Francisco beat us. That's right. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what they meant. So, um, so they didn't actually win anything for the season. But he has that wonderful speech that he gives about, you know, life's about inches. Yeah. And it's a great speech. The movie's found around it almost. Um, they use that at a lot of, like, American sports events. Oh, so really? Like, oh, on the big screens, like, going into the fourth quarter, they'll, they'll put that on to try and hype the crowd up. And, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 so yeah. It works pretty well. They, they just cut it right before he drops the F-bomb. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you should do. Cut you right, right before, before you drop the f bomb. Yeah. It's, it's a quick podcast. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> you, you'd, 40 you'd minutes be out. <laughs> so um, we had twelve seconds. Of but shame. I like he has that emotional kind of speech that he gives, and then he turns around and does that at the end. So it's kind of like it sort of shows this sport as like here's the heart and drive behind it, and he's genuinely sincere about you know you, you come together as a team to win to be victorious. And then he's like, but it's also just a business, like, and I'm going to go here for money and power, mm-hmm. you know. And I guess that's what the whole movie is really about, isn't it? Is it was um, I always, I found it like a really um, raw representation of behind the scenes um, sport, like a lot of the medical stuff as well. Mm. Like it was oh, very yeah, in your yeah. face, like I oh, just jab me up and off I go. And the doctor who was sort of keeping stuff away from the coach. yeah James Woods yeah, yeah. he was great in it he's great in it. yeah yeah what are you kidding <laughs> yeah I can't do James Woods <laughs> but you know, when he flips out when like uh, De Niro calls him out and he's like Courtney come on Courtney and he's like. Girlfriend the cheerleader, she's like, nah, I'm gonna stay here. I think I might hook up with this. Ah, fuck you. Like, I love James. Like, fuck you, fuck you. And he just walks up to his car. He's so good in this film. It's like, no, I wouldn't say corrupt doctor, but just like ethically. Yeah. Yeah. Morally yeah. bankrupt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and which is funny. I mean, you might know more about this than me, but like, do they actually have bonuses like that? Yeah. Where it's like, exactly. if you get X amount of tackles in the season, you get a million dollar bonus. Yeah. And then this guy's like two tackles away and, and so he's like, well, let him play. Get two tackles, he gets his million bucks. Mm. But he could also he die. He could kill him. Yeah. Concussion. And then you, Matthew Modine. Is it Matthew Modine? Yeah, yeah plays, yeah, the, plays uh, the up-and-coming yeah. doctor. doctor. Yeah, He's all moral. But then at the end we see him giving him the cortisone injection so he's already starting to, the money. And you see, every time there's a party you see him in the background like with all women around him. He's yeah. all like, because he's like a big nerd. <laughs> And it's like you can already see him like falling into the pit. You know, James Woods' character probably started out like that as well and then, you know, over the yeah. years just, you know. The other thing I found interesting, that the, this movie's now 18 years old. Yeah, right. And they were talking about um, concussion and stuff in this film, which mm. is something that's kind of a big topic now in yeah, world sport. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they said that Will Smith movie, I think it was yeah. called Concussion maybe. I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, I haven't it seen it, but I know the one the you're radar, talking yeah, about. It went yeah, under the radar. Probably deliberately pushed under the radar. So it's obviously something that they've known about for a while, but haven't really done anything about. Mm. Um, so yeah. the NFL's in actually quite a bit of trouble over the whole concussion thing. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you look at even just in the movie, I don't know anything, no, I pretend to know anything about American football, but. You're like 180 pound guys getting hit by like 300 pound beasts, like, and they're taught to. That's got a bust. They're taught to bust bust through with their heads as well because they've yeah. got a helmet on, so they actually charge in head first and they clash heads all the time. Yeah. So you got your brain rattling around in your skull there. It's good for it. Mm. Yeah, because you get a few scenes with Shark, the big guy, the defensive lineman, and he's just yeah blurry vision and like. But can you, can really you tell like? if that's his blurry vision or if that's just a, you no, know, another no, aesthetic that Oliver Stone's put in? It could be another classic Oliver Stone <laughs> yeah. 1999 visual effect. 
So I, yeah. I found the the movie um, the way it's cut together, and also the sound design really disorientating. Like yeah. it really like you're just kind of like. Oh, I get that. Like, whole from the time. opening scene, I think you're supposed to be made to feel slightly uncomfortable. I get that, but then the rest of the movie, like as well, like it's yeah. The panels over panels, I didn't quite understand. Like, and was, you've got sounds happening that aren't on screen as well, and you're like, well, what's that supposed to be? Yeah, yeah so, a lion. You get a lot of animal growls. Yeah. The, the soundtrack was okay though, with that kind of African tribal music. I kind of dug that to parallel the sport. It jumped yeah. around a bit. It was a very, but like, it was messy. Kind of aggressive soundtrack overall. Mm, yeah. I guess like that's the. The what was the Willie Beeman song? Oh. <laughs> Stephen Willie Beeman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's what's the song again? I can't remember. I've forgotten already. Oh, just, just another great way they show how, like this, you know, as like as a sport and a business, they just milk these guys dry. Yeah. I can't remember that Willie Beeman song though. I thought I wrote it down, but nope, I didn't. Because it just keeps coming back, and I was like, oh, that's so annoying. It's going to stay in my head forever. <laughs> Thank God it didn't. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty, I guess, what'd you say, like a harsh kind of like look at the world of, mm. of sport and how it's Very a business so. and yeah. you know, these are the players within it. And then, yeah, you get these nice heartfelt moments, I guess, with like um, you know, Coach uh, Coach Tony and uh, the old, and the uh, owner's wife, who's an alcoholic, yeah, and mm. you get those kind of touching moments between them. And he's like, you know, am I over the, am I over, am I, you know, too old for this anymore? And and a young Aaron Eckhart trying to cut his lunch. Oh, yeah, I forgot about young Aaron Eckhart. He's, he's pretty good in this, isn't he? Like, he's pretty young in this. Yeah. Well, at least he looks very young. Wow, well, yeah, he does look very young in this. It hasn't changed much, though. I looked at him and thought, oh, yeah, Aaron Eckhart. Oh, he's aged I didn't well. think, like, he's aged oh, he's well. really young Aaron Eckhart. It was, yeah. No, not like when you're looking at, like, uh, remember the Titans and you see young bloody... Ryan Gosling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> looks like a little child, baby man child. I thought you were going to say young Hayden Panthers. Hayden Pantatinerini. Yeah, yeah, everyone bailed out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayden P. But yeah, it's a solid movie. There's not a... I, I mean, we talked about it goes for two hours and 42 minutes. Yeah. But there's not a lot of substance in this, which I, is I weird. Reckon, I reckon I could cut that movie down to about a 74 minute. Yeah, I, that would have been ideal. But would you say with all of a stone, like you think of like 4th of July, Platoon, like they're big films. Mm. But there's a lot of substance in them, like yeah. a lot of meat to chew on, like especially had, Platoon. He had an uh, incentive in his contract where if he yeah, it, it was like a per, per two, minute. That's a crack two and a half hours. Yeah. Well, he was the um, commentator. He was one of the commentators. Oh, that's Oliver Stone. Oliver Stoneworth. Yeah, 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 that's him. Um, the big guy with black hair. And his pictures in the bar as well when De Niro uh, yeah. looks up at his. And uh, Cameron Diaz, I think yeah. it was as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, all in all, I mean, there's not much really else to say about the film. Like, mm. it's like it's a good. I, I would recommend people to watch it. Like, it's a, it's, it's a very different approach to the sporting genre film. Yeah, mm. yeah. But I reckon like today's audiences might struggle definitely to get through two hours and forty two minutes. Like even I, and I'm the guy who sits and watches everything, and I don't play with my phone or anything when I'm watching a movie. But I, even I got distracted on this one. There was a few times where I was just like, I'll get up and get a drink. When I normally I would pause, but I'm like. I'm just going to miss a few overlays and some lion growls. But having said that, I'd say it's worth watching, but it's certainly not one of the better sports movies Mm. out there, I would think. Yeah. Um, But definitely, yeah, I'd recommend. I think if you're a a big football fan, you're probably going to enjoy it more as well. And I I like football, but I'm not as big into that as other American sports. Um, I still enjoy it, but the other two two hours Mm. and 40 minutes made it hard to... Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit down with anybody and say, hey, let's watch any given Sunday. <laughs> let's watch this or we can watch like two comedies at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah, my attention span doesn't allow for it. I'm the guy that gets distracted. I'm yeah. the opposite to you yeah. Yeah, in a two-hour film. So Yeah, and I mean the, the message in that film is so laid out, so thick, so heavily through the whole film that 
yeah, you, if you miss, if you go to the toilet, you're not going to miss much. But yeah, I'd recommend you. I don't know. Nah, I'm torn. I'd probably maybe to. No, I'm just going to say no. That's <laughs> <laughs> I love you I'm all too the time, but so no. Just gonna, yeah, if you're if you're a football fan, then you probably watched it already. Um, and if not, yeah, I'd probably give it a miss. Yeah, you're trying to be nice about it, but it wasn't yeah. happening. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'd probably give it a miss as well. Um, the length is what killed it for you. It, oh, it's just the the disorientating <laughs> way it's <laughs> edited, <laughs> the, the soundtrack, the story is kind of doesn't really go anywhere and. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd just, recommend your 77-minute cut. Like yeah, if that that's was right. the thing, then <laughs> I might have to lo- I'll load it up in Final Cut and see what I can do. <laughs> if you put it on YouTube, then I'll just direct people. I guarantee someone's movie. done that on the internet. There'd be a, a supercut of this the out there. synopsis, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Done, so I think I've seen it twice. I've seen it once when it came out originally and yep. this time. And I remember um, when I watched it the first time that I didn't, really enjoy it, so nothing changed in the preceding 18 years. I remember liking it more. I remember, like... When yeah, I, I'm the same as you. I remember liking it heaps yeah. more. I saw it when it first came out on DVD. Yeah, I think and I saw it at the, at the movies, and maybe the sports mm. nerd in me then was even yeah. even stronger, but... Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, I was really excited to watch it again because I hadn't seen it for so long. Look, but, I remember yeah. it, it was quite well hyped. So, yeah. Mm. Um, when man. it came out. So <laughs> I went and saw it because I thought, yeah, this would be cool, and... Because you were really into like locker room shower scenes when you were young. <laughs> yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah, well, well, this, this movie almost could have made it into our surprise nudity theme. Yeah, there's, that's true. there's a few big snags going on in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some hardcore nudity. <laughs> yeah. Well, not hardcore. Wow. But yeah. I don't know when you see a when you see a full full length phallus in your face. Yeah. Um, is this movie R rated? I guess. No, probably... I don't think so. No. I love that scene with the alligator. The yeah. Yeah. The he just throws the alligator. Throws the, throws the, the alligator there because the, the rap all the guys are telling him he can't sing because <laughs> yeah. you know, he's trying to rap. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Like I, I was like you. I liked this movie more than when I watched it a second time. But I'd still watch it again. I'd still recommend it because. I just think it's an interesting... It's just a big soft... But no, I'm thinking from a technical point of view, like it really interests me how he made that film in 1999 and what he tried to do. And it was probably a little bit maybe audacious, maybe a bit too... Yeah, didn't quite a bit get over there. The top. It's <laughs> almost like they just... Like now you look at it and go like, oh, he just discovered how Windows Movie Maker works. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, this is great. I can put clips on top of clips and, you know, and oh, I'm being, you know... He's not being very subtle, but yeah, he's trying to and... Yeah, I dig it for that reason, from a technical aspect. But yeah, you'd probably str- struggle to get through two hours and forty-two minutes again, having having seen it. So mm. yeah, that's any given Sunday, nineteen ninety-nine. There you go. So where are we heading now? We're going to go. We're, down. Um, well, you know where we have that time machine. We always like to get into. We're going back in time. We're going, We're going uh, forward, forward in time. time. Yeah. yeah. Forward to, in time. To, yeah. Two thousand four. We're going back in time from where we are now, but forward, forward in traveling time from nineteen ninety-nine. Us. So are we going to two thousand? And four. We're going? 2004. 2004. We're going to dodgeball. 2004. We're going to dodgeball. Um, <clears throat> a true underdog story. Mm. Semi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, the tagline I think is fantastic for this film, and that's dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Mm, the five D's of dodgeball. Yep. And also, grab life by the balls, mm. which apparently was only in countries like Australia and the UK. In America, it was grab life by the ball. That was in the IMDb <laughs> trivia because it was a little too risque. This I will never understand. But there's six, can, ball, there's six balls on the field of play. Why you, would you just grab one? You can show a movie where someone gets their brains blown out, but if you make a, a <laughs> double entendre about balls, whoa, 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 <laughs> Americans are like, calm down, let's not get too saucy here. I don't understand. That's just so think pretty of the when it comes children. to sex, but violence is... 
That's yeah, fine. That kid just got his head blown out. You know, just live with the children, Shane. That's all we have to say. This movie was directed by, and I didn't know this, uh, which is weird because I usually pride myself on knowing it, but this, guy, this movie was directed by a guy called Rawson Marshall Thurber, which is the greatest name of a director <laughs> I've ever heard, or just anyone in any field of any industry anywhere. Rawson Marshall. Marshall Thurber. That's not fitting on the clapper. I mean, take Marshall. In, who, I mean, not many people use their middle name when they're in but you would in that case. You definitely want to span that. You want to chunk that baby right up. <laughs> um, he didn't have really great uh, CV for directing. He did Where the Millers and Central Intelligence, I guess, are the two notable hmm. films on his resume. Don't, he also don't they wrote both this have film. Jennifer Aniston in them? No, she's not in Central Intelligence. Isn't she? No. Oh, okay. No. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. You, uh, you think you have friends, the TV show? No, definitely not. <laughs> I'll be there for you. Um, and as awesome comedies in the early 2090s were, an hour and 32 minutes. I love this world. I wish we could get back to this world of just like raunchy comedies in that are 90 minutes long. Like that's all I need, in and out, in and out. Uh, budget. <laughs> <laughs> Other, other, other types of movies. $20 million budget. $20 million budget. Awesome cast. Uh, Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, his wife, Christine Taylor, Rip Torn, Justin Long, uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Root, Alan Tudyk, Missy Pyle, Gary Cole, Jason Bateman. Like These are all very, very funny people mm-hmm. uh, and probably weren't that big back in 2004. Hasselhoff, Chuck Norris. Yeah, the cameos in Chuck this um, awesome top in notch. Wait, so Hasselhoff? Hasselhoff's in it. Yeah, he's the coach of the German team. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, Lance yeah, yeah. Armstrong. Lance, like, oh, William, yeah, William yeah. Sh- the whole scene is awkward now. <laughs> yeah. It's nowhere near as funny as it used to be. Like. William Shatner. Yes. Yeah. Shatner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Armstrong. Uh, Booger from... Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He plays the... the cameo crazy. is strong with that's this so one. Good. Uh, it was, uh, apparently Norm MacDonald is in like some background oh, scenes, which I, I read about, but I didn't sense. pick up on when, when I saw it. And uh, Patton Oswalt did the voice. Yes, yes, I, I, I heard that. Yeah, when he's for, doing um, the... When he's trying to masturbate with the pizza. Yeah, <laughs> and the, uh, the overdue video call. Yes, that's which, right, yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and Mona Lisa smile. <laughs> um, just a little bit of quick trivia. Still and Vaughan's parts were written for them, which I thought was interesting because, like, it plays off perfectly against each other. Ben Stiller, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie. He plays a coach at a fat camp in a movie about 10 years prior oh, to Heavyweights. Heavyweights. Yeah. And I reckon White, Wig- uh, White Goodman is basically just the same character, <laughs> but it's perfect. It's amazing. Uh, but apparently Ben Stiller broke three cameras in a row with a dodgeball. <laughs> that was his claim to fame on it. And they practised a month before um, filming of dodgeball. They just every day played dodgeball. Like, how sweet a job is that? For a month, you're getting paid to practice that's, dodgeball. And that's like the, the Matrix preparation, isn't it? Where you no, just that get, was you, just like, you, just, <laughs> you pile yourself into your craft <laughs> and you learn your sport. Yeah, yeah. learning martial arts <laughs> versus dodgeball. I know which one I'd pick. <laughs> um, pretty straightforward. The premise of the film, I guess, is you've got your average Joe's, which is a gym opposite Globo Gym, which is the Ben Stiller gym, which is a horrible gym about people shaming people into exercise and getting healthier. Average Joe's is kind of, you know, be yourself and be happy and be healthy, rah, rah, rah. And their gym's closing. Obviously, they need $50,000. It's always an exact amount. Just yeah. once I'd like to think, uh, $47,826.14. <laughs> it's always like, you need $50,000 by the end of the month, you know. Uh, and so, obviously, they try a few things, car wash, blah, 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 but the dodgeball competition uh, conveniently is $50,000 exactly what they need. I, I think you glossed over the car wash too quickly. No, I'm coming back to it. This <laughs> okay. is just my synopsis okay. of the film. And so, obviously, it's about these two teams facing off against each other in a, in a dodgeball. And I guess when we talk, when I talked about it before, 
The purple cobras. The purple cobras. But they both start on opposite sides of the board, so conveniently the final match is between them, which I guess, you know, you have to do. That's, that's Otherwise it wouldn't be a movie. No, it wouldn't be a movie, yeah. <laughs> but it'd be life. Yeah. It'd just be like real life. Like, yeah. oh, that was shit. We'll go home. <laughs> oh, there are more. Um, but I think this movie's hilarious. Like, I love this movie. And I hadn't watched it in ages, and so to rewatch it was um, just a delight. I was mm. laughing so hard. And I'm not really a laugh out loud kind of guy, so when something makes me laugh out loud, like, I, I really appreciate it. It definitely turns up the comedy when Patches O'Hulahan arrives on scene. <laughs> uh, he, I think he's got all of the best lines in this movie. Yeah, he's really good. He plays, um, plays the old, yeah, uh, Hank Azaria played the young version of him in the instructional yeah. videos. He's like a dodgeball guru. I still pull out the, um, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Oh, yeah, man. Like, that comes out yeah. in daily life. This is still. one of those classic comedies where it's really quotable. And, like, I guess to fall in conjunction with our theme of sports movies, like to pick dodgeball is great. Like, and there's this obscure sport magazine that talks about <laughs> yeah, dodgeball. It's actually called Obscure Sports it's Quarterly. Obscure, yeah, yeah. OSQ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is yeah, the, um, what was his name's character's name? Gordon. Uh, yeah. The, Stephen Roots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <clears> obviously, um, the guy from Office Space, as he's probably most known for. And then everything airs on ESPN 8 or the Ocho. It's kind of good because it's kind of satiring sports movies, but at the same time, it's very much following the formula yeah. of them. Um, but the comedy in it's great. Like, Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn chemistry is so good. And his wife is fantastic. Like, like she really gets involved in it and she's quite funny. And, yeah, I don't know if you've seen recently, they're actually doing a championship match for charity. Oh. And you can win a competition and play on either Globo Gym. <laughs> There's a little, like, 40-second video going floating around on Facebook. And um, it starts off with White Goodman and then Vince Vaughn rocks up with Christine Taylor and Justin Long and they have this big, um, you know, sort of, I guess, like, banter they have in the film. And then, they're yeah, it's for, I can't remember what the charity is, but, yeah, you basically donate and you win the chance to play dodgeball and, and you get to pick whatever team you want to go on. But it was cool to see them all back. Like, they all, you know, they had laser and blazer and blade, <laughs> which was awesome. But, uh, yeah, like, I guess the film's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, these guys are all losers and stuff and... I love their first idea is to have the car wash that open that, that first. Their first idea is they'll raise fifty thousand dollars with the car wash. With the car wash, like the, this film is so dumb. Like I just want to point out how dumb. Alan Tudyk's as well is one of my favorite actors, and he plays Steve the pirate, and he's Darr. just a as a pirate, which is just endlessly humorous for me. And I don't know why. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Because it makes no sense. It, there's no pre like. There's nothing that sets it up. There's and it's just I don't know. I just laugh at every time he you know he says something. But there's so much stupid humour in it. Mm. But I don't know, it works really well. And I don't understand why we can't have that in comedies these days. Mm. Yeah. Like, like when why? he goes, we need 50,000, he's like, what's that in Canadian dollars? Why can't we just pay it in Canadian dollars <laughs> yeah. and save ourselves so some money? Yeah. It's like, that's so stupid. <laughs> but um, the car wash is great. So they have their car washing across the road. Um, was it a school or something? All the girls in the bikinis. There's, there's like, a, yeah, it cuts to a bikini car yeah. wash yeah. with all the girls washing the cars. And you think, oh, this is going to work for them. And then it cuts to them... Standing across the road in there. <laughs> in I love that. Joel, uh, the, the, um, what's his name? Uh, Joel David Moore. Oh. Says, oh, you know, it hasn't been really good. We've only got that one well, customer. That one weird guy. He keeps coming <laughs> back to get Justin to wash his car. This is this redneck rubbing his belly. Yeah. You know? He's like, get in there nice and deep, <laughs> like, boy. That's what I love about this film. Every scene, there's like three or four good quotable lines. And whenever I run into someone who's never seen this movie, I'm like, watch this movie. Like, this is the this is in there with the wedding crashes, the old schools for me. Like, it's comedy at its best. And... Mm. Maybe more cynical audiences in, may not enjoy it. Infantile comedy, that's best. But it's just stupid comedy, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's yeah, there's a cleverness to it. It's got a lot of heart as well, 
Whereas I think you see movies like The Hangover and stuff, they're quite funny, but there's not a lot of heart behind them as well. Mm. So they kind of fall flat, especially by the time they're milking a dead chicken by the third <laughs> one. You can milk I chickens. think, yeah, as stupid as it was, I found, like, being a movie that I've watched so many times, even this viewing, I was picking up on things that I hadn't yeah. seen before. And that's, I think that's pretty rare that you can have that kind of rewatchability and yeah. keep finding these little, little jokes, little subtle jokes that pop up and you're like, that's brilliant. There was a lot of, like, especially during their training with Patches Willand, because so I like this movie because it's kind of, like, got a positive message. Be yourself and, you know, um, you know, do what you can and be 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 healthy and respect everyone. But there's, like, a lot of homophobia in this movie. <laughs> and it's kind of jarring because the film's, like, what are we saying, 13 years old? Mm-hmm. And Patches Willand, I guess that's just his character, but he's, like, really, really homophobic and a lot of, lot of gags there. What, what was the one about that? Oh, yes, you're, you're about as useful as a cock-flavoured lollipop. <laughs> It's like it's kind of like a little bit jarring because like I don't want to be overly PC, but I guess that's part of that character. He's from a bygone era, and he's he's racist and he's a sexist and rah rah rah. You've got that um, the line where uh, what's the banker's name? I forget the her character name. Um, Kate. 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 That's it. And and she throws the ball and knocks the the, um, the cut out of White's head off. That's right. And they go, oh, you have to play with this, and he goes. I don't know anything about that, but that dyke can play. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, she's not a lesbian. <laughs> and then she is a, she's well, at the end. No, she's, she's, not, she's bisexual. bisexual. Ah, very clever writing mm. there. Uh, Rawson Marshall Thurber. Zing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the training montage is brilliant. And I guess the good thing about the movie is it just keeps cutting back and forth between the two gyms. It's, it's, there's a real life frogger in the um, training montage where they get Gordon to play. That's you right. can dodge traffic, yeah, you, you can, can dodge, dodge a ball. You can dodge a ball. It's real life frogger. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. dodge. The American Dodgeball Association of America. <laughs> yeah. I also I read that um, the when Patches is throwing wrenches at them, they say if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Justin Long actually cut his eye oh, on, like with one of those wrenches. They were all rubber, but apparently one was harder than the other. Because <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I thought. Watch the movie. You know when they get hit and stuff. And you're like that looks They've real. They've got to get hit. So like if you would, if I was on camera and you're like, so we're going to throw this at you and you know throw yourself back. I'd, st- I'd just be like, I couldn't instinctively not flinch or I'd be like, oh, like I know it's coming. There was a moment I only I realised on this viewing is um, Steve the pirate gets copped in the head with a wrench at one point and then the next scene he's wearing an eye patch like a pirate. <laughs> oh, really? And I'd never seen that oh, before. Oh, wow, I didn't notice that. That's <laughs> brilliant. Got an eye patch. It's brilliant. It's really good, yeah. Um, I love all the stuff with White hitting on um, Kate. Yeah. It's so good. The inflatable you know. cod piece. The inflatable cod piece. He comes down the stairs with the dictionary. She's like, are you reading the dictionary it's like I like to get a mental sweat as well as a physical one and then he's got the picture of him wrestling the bull behind taking behind the bull him. by the horns he's but like, that actually happened <laughs> so you're here to put me in cuffs I don't have any cuffs I do they're in the basement I'm kidding but I don't but, but I do <laughs> but seriously and I love that like yeah they've got good banter maybe because their husband and wife maybe that's the good banter they've got you know over time but she's Marsha Brady right yeah yeah she's the original <laughs> Marsha Brady mm. yeah Gorgeous woman. But she's great in this film because she's like... Wait, most, no, not, not the original. Not the original. From the, the, the remake one, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I meant the remake Whoa. one. From, yeah, she'd be like 90 years old now, right? You just annoyed a lot of Brady yeah, Bunch right, fans. Right, right, right. All, they call we'll in. talk about it on my Brady Bunch podcast, all right? Um, I love her chemistry. She's like, it's good to see like a stronger woman in comedies as well, Like rather than just like usually women in comedies tend to be just catalyst for things to happen. It's good to see... When he like when he goes around to smooth talker, which is one of my favourite scenes, he walks up to her house. He's in this ridiculous white outfit with the big red scarf. 
And he's like, I'm going to take your gym and I'm going to take your sport. I'm going to take your woman. And he puts his hand and she's like, you don't get to touch me. And then like throws him head first into the, the wall and breaks so, his nose. And he's like, Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he just clicks his fingers and the shell rocks up in the background on the scooter. He just climbs to the back of it and he just does the finger. He gives him the finger as he's driving off. That whole scene cracks me up. Um, it's good to see. And then he goes to a house and obviously she has like a weird unicorn fetish. Yeah, that's they don't creepy. develop that. Yeah. No, just it's just unicorns. this one gag, of yeah. expensive gag. I guess you can afford all that unicorn <laughs> stuff, unless you know someone who had it all. I guess that's what made it into the film. <laughs> I read a nice bit of trivia about the DVD that if whenever um, White clicks his fingers, it's a, a sign for an Easter egg on the DVD. So if you press a button, oh really, on the DVD when he clicks his fingers, so he actually does it like four or five times. Yeah, he does yeah, his yeah. little click. Oh, yeah. nice. I'm gonna look at that. I got, I've got the Blu-ray. Um, yeah, and then obviously we progress, and uh, like the cast, I guess the cast is what works because they've got good chemistry. Um, you've got the scene where they meet each other's teams, which is good, and everyone's like, oh, you know, Blade and Laser, and then you see um, Joel uh, David Marwin's character with uh, Missy Pyle's character, Fran. She's the. Uh, <laughs> oh, what country is she from? Yeah, Lady in Red's playing. They make which, the country up. Yeah, 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 and she's like, she's nas- in her country, you know, dodgeball is national. National sport, and she is champion. <laughs> I have to, she's I, like a really attractive woman, but like they give her those teeth and the, the, and the eyebrow, the monobrow. It's amazing. <laughs> the surname that they use, I, like I didn't write it down because it just goes on for about two minutes, but I have to find it and, and try and pronounce <laughs> try it. Because I love it. It's like, and then it cuts to the lady. And he's just like starstruck and he's in love. And she throws a ball at the poor random dude in the bar and they're like, oh my God, I think that guy may actually be dead. He's just on the floor. It's Next a classic kind box. of comedy uh, yeah, run. Did you find a name? Not with your terrible internet connection, sorry. No. We'll get there later on. Um, so then we progress obviously forward into, and then so all the characters have like Justin Long has the, he wants to be in the cheerleading team because he's trying to impress a girl. Um, Stephen Root's character wants his family. Couple... Steve the pirate has to deal with the reality of not being a pirate. What? Wait, what? Which is the one of the sadder moments when uh, Vince Vaughn's character falters and mm. tells Steve the pirate, "You're not a pirate." When things are looking bad, and he mm. and he leaves. Um, and that's when we're at the dodgeball tournament, which is sort of the back half of the film. There's um, there's a good moment in there where um, Justin bumps into is it Courtney? Yeah, Sophie, yeah, something so, like so that. The girl he's got a crush on. Yeah, and we get the. We get the um, oh maybe I'll have an accident on the roller coaster and break everybody's <laughs> body. It happens, <laughs> and that's exactly what happens to him later on when she comes to get him. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about Patches biting. Oh that. yeah, he gets they win like their third match. He's like, it's the luck of the Irish. He gets crushed by the luck of the Irish side <laughs> in a in cruel a twist of irony. Yeah, and he dies, and so they're all on a downward spiral. And White Goodman rocks up in. Uh, uh, Peter Lafleur, we should, I haven't seen his name enough. Peter Lafleur, great character name. Uh, Roman tries to buy him out and stuff, and that's mm. when we get that scene where you know Peter leaves the the tournament and goes. He's going to go back home, and he's at the airport, and that's when we get that. Wow, uh, that's 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 yeah, and he's all like, "Oh, you know, I had to overcome this, and I had to overcome that. Well, you must have a really bad thing not to be able to do it." And you're like. This guy's a cheat. Turns out he was a massive drug cheat. This guy's a massive drug cheat. No wonder you had cancer in your nuts. It's from all that shit you're injecting in your ass. It was really, uh, it was a different way to look at that scene. I didn't think about it. I'm like, I forgot that he was in this movie. And then I'm like, this is bad. I think it makes makes it even funnier. Yeah, Yeah, watching it. I definitely still laughed. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, 
and then yeah, obviously they all come together, and we've we've got the big the final showdown. But yeah, oh, we didn't mention the the bondage thing was quite good when he's like, oh, they get the wrong box of uniforms, and they're all in bondage gear. That was an absolute riot. Now, the commentators, we haven't talked about the commentators. Yeah, two of my favourite, Gary Cole and Jason Bateman, two of my favourite actors, comedian actors as well, very funny guys. Um, Yeah, I guess they had to, like, improv a lot of that or maybe Mm. it was recorded later in ADR and it was just just great lines. I I just love the the comeback the whole time where it's like, you know, they're they're four men down, it's going to be really difficult for them to win here. Yeah, I don't see them winning from here, (laughs) Carton. Yeah, it's always great. And Gary Cole's always giving him a look, and you're yeah. like, yeah, good, good comedy duo. Um, and then obviously, I'm trying to think how it ends now. They win. Yeah, well, yeah, they win. But he puts the he takes the deal. We find out he takes the deal That's from right. White, That's and he right. takes that hundred grand and puts it on them to win at fifty to one. That's how much is that? Which fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like obviously they have the final death. I love that, like they take out serious for a death. sports movie. Talking about sports movies, the sudden death round, and you've got to like stand in the circle and you can't move out of it. And there's the balls on the side. You've only got one shot, and there's silver balls with black skulls spray painted on them. This would be if this was a real sport, people would go. I think people would. I could see that taken off. Like you know, no problems at all. And then he obviously ties his eyes, you know, shut with the patches scarf. <laughs> and when he's looking at uh, Patch's scarf and he says, come on, talk to me, and Patch's appears as he's looking at it, gives him his like advice and then just stares blankly and says, bye-bye. <laughs> uh, we, we have to transport back in time. Sorry, I think we've glossed over one of my favourite moments was uh, the way they got into the tournament in the first oh, place. Yeah, of course. They had to play the Girl Guides troupe yeah. who were brutal um, dodgeball players, but they got exqual- they got disqualified because one of their players tested positive for three different types of steroids and a mild beaver tranquilizer. Or- <laughs> Good one, Birdies! And she just goes, ooh, 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 with, with her mustache with, with her hairy arms. It's such a stupid <laughs> gag, but it's so effective. It's so good. She's just crying. Why it's would so- you hit a girl? Yeah, and I'm then they sorry. Just gang up on him. It's too good. Um, and he has his misconduct as well, which is right, yeah, right before sudden death because he steps over the line. Mm. And that's how we get double into fault. Death. I don't know how that yeah. determines a double fault. Yeah, but I don't know. It, they mentioned it earlier in the movie in the rule book, so yeah, it had to come out at some point. That's why I love uh, Chuck Norris's cameo when it's like, oh, you know, we have to go to the judges to rule if it's going to be, you know, if he can play or not. And it's like they need two out of three votes. And it's the first guy, and then the woman, and then the last one, Chuck Norris. And just, <laughs> giving his thumbs up. He's so excited about just thumbs up. Like, fucking <laughs> Chuck Norris. I guess, I mean, Chuck Norris, I mean, he's still popular now, but mm. 2004, he was probably riding a high wave of Walker, Texas Ranger, you know? Like, we all love that show, right? Of no. course. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Everyone loves Walker. One of the things I picked up while watching it, I hadn't noticed before, but there was a lot of Nazi references in the film. Mm. <laughs> From like, the, yeah. the, the uniforms and stuff that um, Young Patches had, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, logo, yeah. the logo of the Dodgeball Association of America, it was like called Uber, Uber American Film or something like that, it had the umlaut and, and a, lot of, a lot of Nazi references. And then even, um, oh, I can't remember who said it. Wasn't there a Nazi team though? Like yeah, a the, the, There was a German team and then yeah, there was the... Which was the Hasselhofer one, yeah. Um, Peter LaFleur says to... One of the the purple cobras, he says, "What Nazi camp doesn't uh, let you out until eight or something like yeah, that?" Like, yeah, yeah. when they meet up in the bar. That's a lot yeah. of yeah. Maybe that was just like his go-to joke when he was writing the script. Yeah, it could have been. 
But it seemed like it kind of flew under the radar the first few times that I'd yeah. watched it. But yeah, there was also a lot of great double entendres throughout the whole thing. Oh, I, yeah. I, I particularly love um, above the arena. They've got go balls deep yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the banner above it. Um, uh, what else does he say? It's time for you to put your mouth where where our balls are. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ball jokes. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's like I like to say, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, You're yeah, and like I said, spot. just an hour and thirty two minutes is just that sweet spot. Just that sweet spot of comedy it gives was me just that in enough. and out, in and out. Was that how in you out, described in it? In and out, an hour and thirty two minutes. I wish. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think this is an awesome film, and it's. I'm so glad I. Re- I probably haven't watched it. In like four or five years, six or seven, well, maybe, yeah, probably 2006-ish, which is like 10 years away, sorry. Mm. Um, Can I give uh, Fran's surname a shot? Yeah, yeah, it's going to make for awkward listening for everybody. Get Siri to read it. But her name was Fran Stalinovkov if Ich Davotskochiski. Nice. Wow, it's that well. Stalinovkov. Yeah. And does it say her country? No, unfortunately. It was amazing. In her country, dodgeball. I'm going to work on that and uh, <laughs> just try and pull it out in this conversation some stage. <laughs> <Random> conversation. <laughs> you just try and bring up dodgeball in all the conversations yeah. you have from now And on. did you know that France doesn't, yeah. We're talking about politics, Adam. Why do you keep talking about dodgeball? Well, just the central, one of the central characters. I, I always just like the laser blade and blazer. <laughs> like it's such a stupid joke. This movie's full of stupid jokes. And that is why I recommend it because it's, a stupid film, but it's hilarious and it has heart and good actors and definitely a byproduct of the uh, early 2000s. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's probably one of my favourite stiller films, that's for sure. And Vaughn as well. Like, it's definitely one of his better... Yeah, I'm not a big Vince Vaughn fan, but he's, I think that, he does it as well. He is, everything he does, he's Vaughn, which I think some people... Grades, never grates on me. Mm. Oh, I could watch Vaughn all day. But some people I can understand how that vauniness would grate on them, where he's like, "Yeah, I know, I know," and he's like interruptive and loud and abrasive. But in this, he kind of turns it down, so that's probably why I like it. He, he, um, he, I think probably his more popular roles is when he's not the lead as well, when he's a yeah, he's a sidekick type of like character. Like old school, he's yeah. great in that. Yeah. But although Swingers is, I guess, one of the best movies that he's been in, but I guess he's not the lead in that really. Yeah, who's so left left hand man. Something I never quite understood was when they flash back from when White's talking and he shows a picture of him from six years ago and he's like a massive, massive guy eating a, yeah, eating yeah, a burger yeah. or something. And the, the, it says 1987 when that happens. So the film's technically set in 1993, but I don't know why. There's no... Nice pickup. Yeah, yeah. You're no, right. It's like there's no mobiles or anything, is there? there? Yeah, there's no reference to it being in that time I'm period at any point. reference the time period, but there is no mobile phones is one thing I kept thinking. But I wonder why they picked you know, 1987 for that photo. Maybe yeah. that was just like the script had been around for that long. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'd written yeah. it for that long and they finally got to a point where they could make it and well, they didn't no, rewrite. Because <laughs> in the trivia it says it was written for the two actors. Hmm. So. If anyone knows. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, recommend for me definitely because it's an awesome film. It's 90 minutes. If you haven't seen this, if you're like a younger person and you haven't seen this, like you should watch this. This is how real comedy's done. <laughs> Bold that, stuff coming I from mean, Shane. I mean, you know, like it's it's not genius, clever stuff, but it's better than the nonsense that we get now, which is just like let me say as many loud swear words out as I can, you know, and that's meant to be funny. Like that, you know, that's starting to drown comedy at the moment, in my opinion. Just because it's a podcast and I get to talk about movies. <laughs> I definitely recommend as well. It, yeah, I watched it. 
I don't know, 10 times maybe over the, the what, 13 years it's been out. It's yeah, very rewatchable. You can always pick up new things. It's just yeah, a good late night movie as well. You just want something to stick on. You don't have to think too much about yeah, it. It's still really funny. Yeah, definitely good got home from the pub drunk. I, I just, yeah, this is like a Wedding cra- Wedding Crashes was my movie for that, you know, FYI. When you got home from the pub and drunk alone. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Masturbating with a kebab in your hand. Come full circle to come, a white uh, woodman with his pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I love that scene. Uh, yeah, recommend for me as well. Um, I've always liked this movie. The only, because I like to always give caveats to people, is the still a character does start to grate by the end of the film, in my personal opinion. Mm. It just like, it's just, he's touch overdone. So, like, because he's just so outrageously stupid. He's such a moron. I've got to watch Heavyweights again because I haven't seen it in ages, but it's almost the same character uh, from memory. Like, it's I, think, I think I prefer Stiller when he plays straighter. Like when he's yeah. not being that massive knob. Yeah. Um, when he's just funny because he's a douchebag. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's stupid. Like not when he's actually trying to play stupid, when yeah. he's just actually being See, stupid. That's why I never really got into Zoolander because I don't really. Yeah. It's like just it's funny. I get yeah, why it's top. funny, but it's just not my cup of tea. I prefer but him in. Something about Mary. Yeah. I was going to say Along Came Polly, but that would have been a lie. <laughs> no <laughs> one preferred him in that. <laughs> no one preferred him in that. Awesome. So three three ticks. <clears throat> three ticks. Go and watch dodgeball. it if you have not. We'll go back to, two, speaking of 2000s, 2000, remember the Titans? See, we're living up to our promise from last season that we're going to try and do more films made. Closer to 2000. Yeah, 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 we're down the Remember the Titans? Before they could win, they had to become one. Mm, good Directed time. by a guy called Boz Yakin who's done a couple of films, Uptown Girls, uh, Safe and Max, which is a good, they're all good movies. Apparently he had no idea about anything um, American yeah, football. Yeah, doesn't know anything so, about American football. Yeah. He it was went, written by a guy who hadn't really done anything but this and Ali. If, if that's all you've got on your resume. That's pretty good. Valentine's and Ali, they're two great <laughs> films. Solid. Uh, runtime an hour and 53 minutes. $30 million budget. We've got Denzel Washington and Will Patton, two of my favourite actors. Um... Wood Harris, uh, Ryan Hurst, Donald Faison, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, we've got a lot of young up and starts. Yeah, Donald Faison from um, Scrubs and mm-hmm, mm. Ryan Gosling from being Ryan Gosling. Nice Scrubs connection as well with uh, any, any Given Sunday where we had John C. McGidley. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. And Ryan Hurst, who I always forget when I'm watching this film, is Opie from Sons of Anarchy. Like, I always forget that. You watch Sons of Anarchy? Mm. The guy with the... I don't want to spoiler alert, Sons of Anarchy on our podcast, but like Jax's best friend in that show. Yeah. He's got the big beard. Yeah. He's he's um, Jerry Baruta or whatever his no. name is. No. That's him. I always forget it. And then I watch the film and I'm like, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. You wouldn't think Mind it's him, blown. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely him. Um, and I read a quick bit of trivia, which is funny because it ties into what we'll talk about. Um uh, in real life, it was a toilet thrown through Coach, Coach Boone's uh, window, but they used a brick instead because they just thought a toilet mm. might have been too comical. Mm. Bit over the top. Mm. Um, and Jerry was in a car accident, but it was after the football season. Ah. Yeah, mm. so he played all 13 games of that season. Doesn't quite have the same dramatic. No, so they changed it, yeah. And the final score in real life was 27 to 0. They smashed them. <laughs> they destroyed but them. Yeah, like that wouldn't have been well, a great ending to the that, film. That's where you get based on a true story from. Yeah, yeah that's right, that's we're right. Not, we're not telling actual stories here. 
But as as with the theme of you know movies centered around sports, I guess this one is centered around sport. But I guess this is set. What year is this set? Does it specify? Nineteen seventy one. Seventy one. Right. Yeah, because so. they came. They started off. Um, oh, because the Vietnam end, War and stuff. Yeah. They started off at the end of the film in nineteen eighty one, and then they said ten years later 10 years, yeah, he died. Because right. yeah. the film starts at um, at the funeral. Yeah. Jerry Burt. Tears. Does it tell you that at the start, or does he just find uh, out at the end? I think it's pretty obvious he's always not. There. No, I think we find out at the end. Oh, only. Right. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's the story of like segregation in America in the in the seventies. You know, mm. blacks and whites separate buses, blah blah blah. And it's about the first school. So as far as I can tell from what I've read, most of it's sort of based loosely on true events that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess it's about this football camp where you know you get this new coach comes in, Denzel Washington, Coach Boone. Um, Coach Yost, I think. Yost. He's always such an underrated actor, Will Patton. Hmm. Um, Yost, is it Yost? Yeah. Yost. And young Hayden Pentarini and Unu. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say that friend. Yeah. friend. Friend, uh, whatever her name was. It is. <laughs> I would love to know how that's actually pronounced. pronounced yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess it's the story follows, you know, this coach, these coaches have been tasked with bringing together this, this team of black uh, black kids and white kids and mm. playing together as a team. And I guess along the way they learn it's not just about football, but it's about brotherhood and stuff like that. Yeah. And they play for the team, the Titans, which where the title comes from, Remember the Titans, which he says in the movie, which is good. I always like it. You I was going to say, you like it when thing. that happens. Except in any given Sunday. They say that like <laughs> they that 17 long. times. Yeah. I know, I know. Any given Sunday. I'm like, Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Al Pacino. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> no, I would never say that. Um, yeah, this is a great movie for me. Like, it's, mm. it's a brilliant film with a lot of powerful scenes. Young Kate Bosworth, you know, is a little racist, blonde-haired, blue-eyed. Mm. Mm. Learns her, learns the error of her ways. It's, um, it's, I think, really disturbing to think that it was only 40-odd years ago that this was actual real life yeah. as well. So, yeah. obviously, outside our lifetimes, but not that far outside our lifetimes. So, I guess the first half of the film takes place in football camp. Where these these guys instead of being on one bus for blacks and one bus for whites, he mixes them up as defense and offense, and like yeah, it's really cool because I guess Coach Boone Denzel Washington's character is quite set in his ways, and he feels like he has to do this. You know, he's got this weight on him that's not just about football; it's also about this racial harmony in this small town and rah rah rah. Um, but he carries it well. Like he realizes that some of the things he does isn't right, and he learns from Yost as much as Yost learns from him because mm. Yost is bitter because. You know, he he lost his job, basically. Yeah. And he stole his job from him and stuff. Um, and the, the characters have got some flaws in them and they wear them on their sleeves. And you have to, if you're going to show a movie about two different races trying to come together and overcome the odds. And I, that's what I like the most about the film is they go away to camp and they, they conquer that and they start to become friends. Not all of them, but you know, they all start to become friends. And then when they come back to school, it's like, oh, oh shit. This is the real this world. This is yeah. the real world, yeah. The camp was great and it was fun for two weeks, but now we're back in the real world. And my girl, you know... Um, Jerry's girlfriend won't speak to Julius and Jerry and Julius have become good friends and all these kind of moments. I really like um, Denzel Washington's character in the fact that you you can see how humble and unassuming he is in his home life, but then when he's a coach, he can tear someone a new orifice with the best of them. Like he yeah. really, like his, yeah. when he's given it to someone, he's really given it to them. Yeah. But that's like his coaching persona. Like it's yeah. not who he was as a person. But it's, it's good though because he wears his flaws on his sleeve, but he also kind of acknowledges them. Like, you know, he says to Coach Yost, young Hayden Pantalunu, you know, get this girl a little, get her some dolls. Get her some dolls. Because yeah. she's, you know, your atypical girl. She's, you know, loves football and screaming and yelling and stuff, whereas his daughter's. You know, in a Sunday best wearing, you know, all the nice dress and playing with dolls and stuff. 
And I, I think part you sort of see him change in part of that, and it's good because it's like it's not just about. Well, I guess they don't really talk about the sexism of things in the seventies, but there's certainly like you know, this guy's all worried about race, but he's also kind of a sexist in some regards. Mm. Um, but yeah, so they come back from camp, obviously, and then we're we're in the footy season. We find out that um, there's not a lot of football played in this, is there? Well, there's a fair bit. A fair bit, so. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How much would you say percentage-wise? Thirty percent. Takes up an hour and a half. Thirty percent. There's a lot of training, and then mm. there's, a, there's so tra- yeah. the, the the training. Oh, I mean, I like it. I think yeah. football. It's good that the football stuff takes. Because I'm not interested in watching football. One of the reasons I like it is when it's close, you know, or mm. or uh, you know they're doing something wacky, or they're coming out and they're dancing on the field. That's my favorite stuff. <laughs> not very intimidating though. But I, f- I found like with any given Sunday as well, but <clears throat> any football scenes, it's always filmed. There's always this close-ups. Yeah. With everything, they never show a lot of. Like action from as you if you're watching a game on TV, it's so rare. It's always like this wide angle. You see the whole field or just the area that they're in. But in a film, they're always just so close. And I guess they they can't capture the like the intensity of it if they're Mm. kind of getting those wide shots. But also, everything I've ever read, it's also a real technical issue because when these movies film, like I think they did this any given Sundays, they go in at halftime when a real game's on and they film four or five pickup plays. So they've got the big audiences in the background because. You, know, you couldn't do a casting call for uh, 300,000 mm. people to fill a stadium. And then, it's call for extras. It's you know, fine. you're not going to get 300,000 extras. You know, you, like, I've, 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 what was that soccer movie? I remember watching extras on it. Um, and they had to move the extras around the stadium and get them to change clothes because they couldn't <laughs> fill a stadium. <laughs> so whenever there was a shot, they'd get everyone to move up and move down 10 seats, you know. I guess maybe that. But, yeah, you're right. Also, I guess getting in close makes the audience feel like they're part of it. And I guess it ends to those moments as well when they're like, Apologising for something for being a dickhead, you know. Mm. Saying, Sorry, they, guys. They did it really well in any given Sunday. I thought um, with the tight shots, like of the ball spiraling. Yeah, um, as yeah. they do a pass, and you're like, "Where's yeah, it going? Where's really it going?" Cool. And then, a, then yeah. a person appears to receive it. So, yeah. yeah, it has it has got artistic merit as well. I think. Yeah. Um, but back to don't uh, remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Don't remember the Titans. And Sunshine, that was the other character that joined us during the yeah. Sunshine from LA. Yeah. And he kisses Jerry and he freaks out. I love that whole scene in the locker room about the mama jokes and Jerry's getting all offended. <laughs> and then the big guy, the big fat guy's like, he's like, what's wrong with your back? He's like, oh, I just had sex with your mum and she sat on me and she's twice, twice as big as me. Like, oh, that's a mama joke. I like it when, um, when Sunshine says um, he's just sacked the other quarterback and he says all right let him through and they're like what and he goes just let him through and then he, he runs to tackle him he just gives him the old hoik yeah he and just flips him on his, rolls him yeah. off his back yeah and the, the guy's like he can't do that <laughs> he's like he didn't do anything yeah. he just got out of his way um the soundtrack in this movie as well i think is really good yeah, like it yeah. has that 70s but it's a yeah, yeah it's really cool I, I dig it it really helps push the forward the the, the vibe of when this film was set mm. even the the soundtrack throughout the the games i think is done in a really nice way where it's they've focused on having kind of that uplifting and that kind of music when good things are happening to the Titans. Yeah. And they keep it pretty, like, sullen when things aren't going their yeah. way. So I think it helps the um And I think one of the, the crucial layman, scenes Like is, the football layman. Mm. Yeah, definitely the, yeah, because you get the visuals of, like, mm. the wet, the rain or the wind. But I, I was going to say the, um when he makes them get up at, like, five in the morning, they go for a run to the Gettysburg and he mm. gives them the speech about how, you know, these men died on this battlefield, you know, they were just kids like your age and rah, 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 rah. It's quite, that's a good turning point because that's... That really smacks him in the face. Yeah, that's when they realise, you know, he's just talking about a game and what he's talking about now is real life and guys, you know, and and 
Obviously, one was more horrible than the other, but there's the similarities between young men fighting for the same thing, but they, they had to fought, fight together because if they didn't, they would die. And it's the same, I guess, metaphor for you out on the on the football field. If you don't <laughs> fight together, then you, you lose. You lose, yeah. Not as quite as bad as losing your life. but, but yeah. they, have, they have a few moments where um, at the training camp where the other coach, Yost, is sort of saying, you know, we're not we're not in the military. Maybe pull it back a little bit. Yeah. You're going to kill these kids. And he's like, oh, they're fine. Yeah, their dynamics are good. And then he has that speech about, you know, I notice you always go run over and coddle them. And he's like, you know, which coloured kids are you doing that for? And he's doing mm. it for all the black kids. And he's like, you know, you, you, what does he say? You're, you're crippling them. Crippling. It's such a good little yeah. speech. He's like, you're crippling them. Like, you're not preparing them for the world. Like, you can't do that, you know, because you have the Turk from Scrubs. Yeah. You know, cracks the poos a few times and walks out of his team. Mm. And he's like, you know, trying to teach him to learn from that. And which he does in the end. He said, um, yeah. "You know, well, no, you can you can come and play for me next yeah, season. You walked bench. out on your team, so you can you and can." Then start Ryan, on the young bench. Ryan Gosling's like, "No, he's better than me. He's better he's like, than me. You he's want his spot? You give it to him." I like that. There's so many good like oh, heartfelt moments. Mm. I cried a lot in this film, probably more than I should have. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm, I got really misty eyed in some parts. Uh, uh, well, I was going to mention this. This probably should have gone in our movies that make you cry because the three we did last season didn't have any effect yeah. on me. But this, this one got, got But see, it's more. What got you? I'm curious. It's more the um, the racism and the like, like the brotherhood the, coming the, together. The horrendous attitude towards these yeah. other people and that to really think that attitude, me. And that, it still exists today. And yeah. that's what I watch and I get really emotionally swelled up from that too. Sorry. Mm. No, so like this this completely unnecessary hatred of someone because of what they look like, yeah. not knowing anything about them. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah, I don't know, it bothers me. So. Like when he introduced Jerry introduced Julius to to Kate Boswell's character and she mm. won't shake his hand. Mm. And you're like, fuck that's oh, and the mum's like, you know, just get to know him. She goes, I don't want to get to know him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then you have these great moments later when um Jerry gets hurt and put in the yeah. wheelchair. Yep. And you know, she's like, We didn't get to meet and she goes and shakes his hand and I'm just like, Don't you cry, Shane, don't you cry? <laughs> and Julius is just like, It's nice to finally meet you. And then the mum, he when he Julius finally gets to go to the suburbs. And the cop pulls up and he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. And the cop's just like, good, good game. game. Tell the coach he's doing well. And he's like, yes, sir. When, well, when Jerry's in hospital well, and the nurse goes, sorry, kin only, and he goes, can't you see? This is my brother. silly, Mary Sue. This is my brother. Don't you see the resemblance? Yeah. And their relationship, I think, is obviously a big part of what makes that film work as mm. well because they're the two leaders and they come together. But, yeah, I like when he meets the mum and the camera sort of lingers outside the front yard. And he goes in and he grabs the mum and lifts her off the ground and gives yeah. her a big hug and she's just like, oh. <laughs> she's like smitten straight away with him. You know, it's like another son for her. Like that's really heartfelt stuff. And I guess it's nice. That's the beauty of movies. Is it's a form of escapism, and it's nice to think that in a world that people who are racist or hate, have bigot or hate in their heart can be turned and not. You know, mm. I don't know how much that applies to the real world, but it's nice to live in a fantasy. Just need uh, somebody that they know to get into a car accident and then. Yeah, that's all it takes. (laughs) Then I'll open their eyes. A horrible trait. Well, I mean, that's sadly the truth of things. Horrible tragedies are usually what brings people together. Mm. That's usually what pushes man. I mean, you know, you want world peace, alien invasion. I'll say it now. You want world peace now, you have aliens invade this planet and you watch us all come together. Gods won't matter then, religions won't matter then, colour of skin won't matter then. It'll be the aliens. Except for the green-skinned people. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, we've come together to hate one other person. Yeah, that's right. As long as, there's some hatred. Hatred. Yeah. as long as there's some hatred directed somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's really directed to the alien. <laughs> These poor aliens who probably came to help us and we yeah. shot them out of the sky. <laughs> we've brought new technology <laughs> to improve their lives. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, like yeah, very touching moments. I, I definitely and the car accident stuff's quite interesting because he gets paralysed and then he later on goes to be gold medal Olympist. He won two shot two, put, yeah, shot yeah, put. Yeah. yeah, which is great. I like that little line where he's like, "Oh, I found out they got you know Olympics." Yeah, it's like it's credit to his character that he's like. In this he's, situation, he's actually but, looking for yeah. an upside. He was yeah. so he was to. so upbeat, like mm. instantly, yeah. straight after the accident where you, you learn that you're paralyzed. But from I the guess way that's down. kind of he's his just, character, because yeah. like from what I read, that all part, all that was true. And yeah, I like the um, the interaction when Julius goes to see him in hospital, and he just says, "You can't be hurt like this. You're you're Superman." Like because yeah. that's the nickname that's the he gives nickname, him, yeah. Superman. Um, so you can see how devastated he is. That, oh, even you know, when his the, best like, friend Coach Boone saying to him, "Oh, he's paralyzed." He's like, "Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that." Really heartfelt stuff. Mm. Um, was it him that said, "You know, I'm not hurt. I'm, I mean, I'm not dead. I'm, I'm not just dead. I'm yeah. just hurt. He's like, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He says, uh, maybe enough talk about football. Let's uh, take this time to reflect and yeah. say some prayers." He's like, "Coach, I'm hurt. I'm not dead." Yeah. No, that was quite nice, and that's good when he's watching the game from his hospital bed, the final game. You know, don't come in here, and he throws the phone <laughs> at the door or something. When she goes, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I'm surprised out. you guys got uh, got emotional. I watched it with Tara, and she cries at everything. Yeah, she was fine. No, but really? it's sport, yeah. so women don't get sport. <laughs> oh, that's so, sexist. It is, isn't it? Um, can't be sexist, my mum's a woman. Um, it, it really, <laughs> I guess the part I wanted to talk about as well is at the end, you know, when they're making everyone look 10 years older? Yeah, so they yeah. just give everyone mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're 10 years older because they've all got mustaches. <laughs> like, everyone has a mustache. The, the white guys get kind of like more flowy hair, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they yeah, get mustaches, yeah, yeah. and all the black guys get And all the black guys, mustaches, mustaches. Later, they've all got mustaches. <laughs> this is 1981. They've got mustaches. They didn't need to have the year come up. Which yeah, just, just like, oh, look, this it must be about 10 years later. <laughs> and then young Hayden Batir has gotten... Well, she got recast. She got changed out. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. got some like, hot, hot chick to play her. Are you uh, suggesting that Hayden herself is not a hot chick? Yeah, but she was a child then, she, unless they went back 20 years later and shot the ending. Right. I mean, that would be dedication to a movie. It not releasing the movie for 20 years <laughs> to, wait for, to wait for the age. One character yeah. to the age. <laughs> She definitely married a football player, right, though? Like, her character, and she got older. I think I don't think the marriage could have taken it. Right. Mm. She probably, like, I don't know, that was, there must be a real character as well, I guess. Yeah. Well, they say at the end this is what happened for like, everybody. And no, apparently she, he had, like, four or five daughters, but they all got, like, written out just to have the one that really liked football. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, what did she say, did they say at the end? She... She continued to help her dad yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he yeah. coached um, Bertez in the Olympics. I love it when movies do that, when they give you the, the future they of the game. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it that's just what makes I want. me so happy. Like, when I die, that's what I want. You want like a, a little montage yourself? of everyone I've known in my life. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, and blah, 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 did this, and blah, blah, but really like ridiculous thing. <laughs> oh, like it's at my funeral, and it's like there's a picture of you with a mustache. <laughs> it's like Adam went on to be the president of this, and he's still working with kids today. <laughs> I have to start growing my mustache now. <laughs> yeah. It might come in and <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a 10 year head start <laughs> so I know. Um, it's cool. I do like that as well in a movie. It's so cheesy. It's so terrible. cheesy. But yeah, and I'm not a fan of like, as I always say about narration and stuff, I don't like that, but it like works. Unless it's Morgan like Freeman. Unless it's obviously Morgan Freeman. Of course. And um, it was only the, like the opening scene and the, yeah, the finals and the, yeah. and the closing. The, with yeah. the but then like, I, yeah, I, I probably, I don't know why I say I don't like it because I seem to love it and everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's great in Stand By Me. Because like, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. Is why. <laughs> 
I just think like it's lazy, but then it's not really if it's done if it's done right. It's, it's done very properly. effectively. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's. I think it's more the ones where it's like, you know, ten years from now, you know, dragons rule the world. Ra 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 ra. Okay, just show me dragons rule the world. So, so you, what I'm getting from this is that you don't dislike narration. You just dislike shitty films. <laughs> I love shitty films. You know, I love shitty films. I think I love shitty films more than I like good, good films. films. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for me, that's a definite recommend because uh, I've watched this film so many times and I happily rewatched it again and the hour and 53 minutes does not feel like an hour and 53 minutes mm, at all. Definitely. The first part, so much fun and bubbly and then you get all the serious races, racial stuff, they come back to school mm. and then you get a little bit of you know magic thrown in the end there. So for me, it's a definite recommend. If you haven't seen it, watch Even if you're not into sports films, uh, it's, it's sport. Like I think mm. it's still a great... I'm not, I'm not into American football, but this is a really good film. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I recommend as well. I've... This is probably only the second time I've watched it after watching it on VHS when it came out. Um, VHS existed then? 2000, yeah. Yeah, 2000. Wow. <laughs> well, I must have been an early adopter of DVD. <laughs> yeah, um, you would have gotten the DVD bandwagon pretty quickly. Pretty soon. Yeah. But no, I loved it. Really good. I would really like to have seen what this movie could have been if it wasn't a Disney film. I think it could have been a bit more, Yeah, maybe a, a, a bit, bit more, more realistic and mm. a bit more... Yeah, I, it would have been a lot more, more grittier with the, the issues. Yeah, I think that would be a really interesting movie. And it's probably something that does exist somewhere. But um, I forgot it was yeah. a Disney movie. Good point. Yeah. I mean, they never released a ride or anything. They what? They didn't the, the, remember the Titans, Titans ride. ride. <laughs> it's just like, it's like a roller coaster, but it's there's just like Disney. examples of racism. It's, it's, not, a Disney, it's not a, a Disney tunnel. movie unless it's got a roller yeah, coaster. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just like going through, and there's like you know you got to ride on the bus, but like and you get bashed by like pads, like yeah, the yeah. tackle pads. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got, yeah. Deals with racism and football and everything. No, you should pitch that. No, yeah. pitch it as a ride to Disney. We should we should okay. get in touch. I mean, I've got plenty of ideas for Disney. They have to segregate everyone as they get on the ride. Oh. So they treat everyone differently depending on. Well, that would be like a really like yeah. tough experience, wouldn't That's it, right. to go through it? But it'd be reverse. So all the all the um, all the minorities get the better seats and they get the better treatment. And, yeah. the, and all the, you know, all the middle-class white folk get all the abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a tough ride, though. <laughs> I don't know if it'd stay in operation for very long. Especially in America. <laughs> Recommend for you? Absolutely. I Just love this movie. Um, Denzel Washington does a fantastic job. I'm so glad that you got emotional about it because... We had to find one eventually. I knew it was going to come, and mm. I'm glad it was this film because it's a it's a solid. It's weird, like they they say that um, men's brains change just like women's brains do after they've had children. Yeah. So it's weird the things now that make me emotional. Yeah. Um, versus basically nothing ever before. Yeah, but you were just a lifeless robot, just a sack of yeah attitude and attitude. Mm. So will I change? Maybe absolutely. Because no, I what are you I, saying? I like being a are lifeless you a robot baby? now. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, I think when you have a child, I guess you've got to be a little less selfish, right? Yeah, apparently, it's a biological change in your brain. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, you're doomed. So, sucked, the, sucked in. <laughs> there was one a movie that was on my like short I put in air quotes. Oh, yeah, short yeah, yeah. list was uh, a Hardball. It was a Keanu Reeves baseball movie, and I ended up crossing it off because oh, I thought really it might not have much interest from anybody other than me, but that's the only film that I've been like a bit... Bit misty eyed in, and it's a sports what? movie as well. So. About, like, I think I've seen that, but I can't remember it. I don't think I don't Coach Carter gets me as well. Yeah, at the end when he's reading the thing and they're all seeing the exam. Have you seen Coach Carter? I have, but I can't remember it. Yeah, and uh, that one gets me. Samuel L. Jackson, you son of a bitch, <laughs> get these motherfucking tears out of my motherfucking <laughs> movie. <laughs> um, 
You've seen Butch Carter? <laughs> of course I have, yeah, yes. It's teary at the end there where he's like... I don't, I don't believe I got emotional asks, on that. I can't remember what it says now. I'm going to watch it again. And I just remember them running about. an obscene amount of suicides in that movie. Really? Yeah. You know oh, yeah. what suicides are? Up the basketball court, they go to each line. Oh, I was running, thinking, not actual suicides. I was like, <laughs> does anybody it wasn't, it wasn't that bleak. Yeah, I was like, shit, that film was dark when I remember. No, running suicides. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, because he keeps making them do it. But yeah. yeah. Jeez, we could have done like eight episodes on sports movies. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, I mean, I want to do some, a Space Jam again. I'm just going to do that anyway. Some of the movies we time. cut, like we could have had The Mighty Ducks, like we said, Space oh, Jam, Coach Ducks. Carter. Um, hardball, like you said, Moneyball, the Brad Pitt mm. baseball Hard Target, game. that's kind of a sports movie. <laughs> it's men hunting another man. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah there's, there's a long, illustrious list of, of sports films. I'm definitely going to squeeze Mighty Ducks into someone's theme. Movies that have a theme of Vs. Just, yeah. V for Vendetta, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I don't have another one. <laughs> you were so confident. <laughs> I was like, what's the The vagina monologues. Oh, perfect. I don't know if that's a movie, but that's why we're a team. Yeah. Well, that was movies with sports. Centered around sports. Centered around sports. You forgot your own theme. It wasn't my theme. It was was Adam's theme. Adam came up. You forgot Adam's theme. I forgot your theme. I apologize. Offended. I'm never coming back. (laughs) Get out of here. Um, Yeah, I think it's good. I I think sports movies, we've had a pretty good discussion about sports movies. It's a good little subgenre, I think, of, of, of like. I guess those that kind of movies like the underdog theme really is mm. an ultimate genre. It's like you know this is a team of people who can't do this. They, and then they, they generally rise to the all revolve around the same yeah. model. But yeah, um, yeah. can you guys think of ways. one that's come out recently that you've seen? I can't think of a wow, a, great question. A Something that's movie. come out recently because I mean sports these movie. were all around the same. I mean dodgeball, like you said, is a bit of a stretch, but still. Yeah. But wow. uh, I can't think of a tough question. I'm just trying to think of that. I think I can think of is like Moneyball, but that's but more about the yeah, business. Mm. That, that's the most recent sport film I yeah. can think of. And there's that, that weird Will Smith one, which we can't remember, <laughs> where he's the doctor. I think he was the, played the doctor who exposed the, the concussion, NFL about yeah. the concussion mm. um, idea of that, yeah, mm. these guys are going to all die because they're all getting concussions on a regular basis. Yeah. And I think that's just, I don't know how you end make up dribbling film. messes in wheelchairs. Maybe someone needs to write a new sports movie. Yeah. Shane. I mean, I'd love to see. <laughs> Passing it over to you, Shane. Mm, yeah, right. I mean, in the, set in the world of netball would be my choice. <laughs> <laughs> Because, and I'd call it... Um, it. It would have to be set in suburban... Playing by net- the rules. Suburban. There's my title. <laughs> suburban netball. Suburban netball playing. Yeah. It's mixed netball. So it's a movie about men and women coming together. Not literally. But it's called playing... <laughs> well, because that would be not realistic, wouldn't that it? That would be a porn movie. It's well, about women and men coming together. Yeah, because it never happens in real life. It yeah. only happens hey, in a oh, porn movie. Big shout out to your wife too. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, playing by the rules. That's what I'm going to call it. No, I just I thought of another sports movie as well. Goal Attack. No. Cracker Jack. Oh, oh, yeah. We could have done Cracker Jack. That's a bit of a stretch. Well, it? no, it's Lawn Bowls. Are you trying to suggest that Lawn Bowls oh, is you know not what? a sport? I watched it. It's probably less of a stretch that than Dutch Ball. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't really a sport. Well, it was a sort of a sports movie. That movie oh, about the, the AFL one that you keep talking about? Yeah, I keep telling you to watch about the, the dude who comes out of his game like the 80s and gives yeah. his boyfriend AIDS accidentally. And mm. it's like, it mm. becomes this like really tragic love story at the end. and. Uh, Anthony LaPugli is in it and it's awesome it's, but they use a pun like I just did it's like oh crap holding the man that's it <laughs> it's, it's it's such a great movie and it's really serious and it tackles some serious issues like tackles yeah tackles some serious issues but where's my drum kit when I need it it has yeah. this stupid pun title because <laughs> like, it's about two gay guys who play football together yeah, and they call it holding perfect. the man I like it's it perfect. no for a comedy about a guy coming out as a gay it would be great <laughs> But it's a serious movie about a guy who comes out gay and is disowned by his friends and family, gets AIDS and dies, and it's based on a guy's true experience. 
And it's a tragic story. Holding the Man is a terrible title. Well, what would you call it? Just, just a behind. <laughs> That's worse. Uh, I can't. I will have something for you by next episode. I'll do a mock-up. I like that. Not holding the man because <laughs> it's not a happy movie. <laughs> anyway, that was. We, we might need to bail out of this episode. <laughs> Let's yeah. pull it to the eject button. So now. that was um, that was our first episode back, season two. Sorry, it took us six months. Episode one, yeah, yeah. I, we had no idea that it would take you so long to recover from penis reduction surgery. <laughs> we apologise. Mm. Yeah, well, it had to be done. It had to be done. Just take a bit off the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that movie of that would be called. Oh dear. Getting carried away. We're bailing out, remember? Season two, episode one. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for coming back. You're welcome. You're definitely a a series uh, favourite. Three times now. I feel like... Yeah, yeah. you're you're one of us. Yeah. Yeah. You're so much better than Mick. Don't tell him I said that. That's um, a new record for Shane for the amount of times he's made someone come. (laughs) Three times. Three times. Three times. I don't think that's an insult. I think that's a compliment. Thank you. I accept But it's it's three times over the course of a year and a half. So... (laughs) Still counts. Still counts. Still counts. Um, yeah, next, we, we've got so many episodes. We better talk about the next, next one. Next week, yeah. Movies with monsters in them. Mm, which which strikes me as a Shane theme. It's very much a Shane theme, mm. uh, but we'll be having a, another recurring... Uh, most of the people coming back will have probably been from season one, if we're honest. Well, to be honest, it's really seen, everyone, to... seems, everyone seems really shy about coming on the show. Mm. We encourage people. Well, if you've got a theme, email us, Facebook message us. We'll have anyone on the show. Like I've anyone. asked people and they, they all go, yeah, I don't want to be recorded, though. I like the idea, but I don't want to be recorded. Yeah, like, well, who are you hiding from? Yeah. They should just not listen to it. Oh, well, I, well, I feel like I should tell them that not that many people listen to us. <laughs> Can we do a secret uh, episode where we record someone without their knowledge, or is that illegal? It's actually legal in Victoria. We could get oh. away with that. Do we just be like, oh, Steve, what did you think about this movie? If, I like that you know, you know that, know that off the top of your head, Mark. <laughs> yeah, that is disturbing. As long as you're a party to the conversation, you can record it. Oh, okay. Well, well, let's knowing. do that. Let's have a hidden yeah. episode of someone who doesn't want to be on the show <laughs> and see how well it goes. Mm. That movie was made for $40 million, I believe. We'll just be like, we're talking natural. <laughs> Directed by who was it again, Mark? Hey, why are you looking at this paper here? <laughs> just speaking to that drink bottle. What, why do you keep pointing your, your collar at me? <laughs> Uh, but yes, movies with monsters in it. Uh, so the heads up on that one. That'll be uh, the next next week's episode. And what movies? Uh, the movies we're watching monsters. are Slither, which is one of my favourite James Gunn's movie. That was my choice. Gremlins was our co-host's choice. Um, and the third one is Piranaconda. Also my choice, Piranaconda, <laughs> which We've is been awesome. Hanging. We've been hanging to, to we, do that. Yeah, we, we've got to get more into more sci-fi movies because they're just gems. They're beautiful and things. If, if we can remember back to. Um, Movies with ridiculously large animals. The uh, the this was the, one. This the, was got yeah, trimmed, didn't it? Yeah, the, it was one of the, the glory of um, Gatoroid versus uh, Megapython. Was that it? <laughs> I think you just maybe no, that was that. From, no, but that you mashed two movies together. That was Boa versus <laughs> Megapython or something. Yeah. Anyway, there's a ghost shark one. Check that out as well because that looks great. <laughs> ghost shark. Ghost shark. So people are terrorized by the ghost of a great white shark. I'm what, so pumped what could for go it. wrong? It's so hard to find these movies though because you can't even legally download them. Like they're so bad, people won't even illegally upload them. So I don't know how we well, find Piranaconda. I might have to buy it off like eBay or Amazon for like ninety nine cents. Sh- shout out to Netflix for this week's episode as well because two of the three films were actually available yeah. on Netflix. Mm, I only yeah. had to go down to the local blockbuster for one of them, which was nice. You still have so, a local blockbuster? Of 
course not. Oh, I was like, shit, I thought they all closed down. <laughs> Which is a shame. I, you know, that's my bread and butter. That's where, I, that's where I got my education in film. Five weeklies for $5. That'll teach kids. You know, I feel bad for kids who don't have that experience. And your mum's in the car and she's like, hurry up. And you're like, you're like three. Like I'm 12, I wouldn't have said that. You but probably I'm like, would I'll probably say Probably and you gotta like find quickly find two weeklies, or you know, you get one choice, your sisters get one, and then your dad gets two. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> but you you weren't allowed to watch your dad's choices. Yeah, my dad was terrible like that. He's like, wait till mum goes to bed, and then he like he he was terrible. He'd let me stay up at midnight and watch Pumpkinhead. I was suggesting that your dad was hiring pornography. No, well, I don't think the local didn't have pornography. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. No, your your dad was terrible like that. He was yeah, always renting yeah. the porn and getting you to stay up late at night with him. Yeah, he was getting me to watch porn with him. No, that was in the old days of midday movies, midnight movies, where you had the horror movie on at midnight, probably before your time, Adam. Uh, Did we? No. no, I remember. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was always really scary shit. That's how I saw it for the first time. It changed as a midday movie? Midnight movie. Midnight, oh, midnight. midnight oh, movie. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking midday Midnight movies. was always horror. Midday was always good because it was always like amazing stories or you know something cool like that. Did, did we actually say who our guest was for next week? We didn't, do we? We should. Yeah, Ben from season one. You yeah, might remember bring, him bring from ben season back. one. Bring him Ben back. That'll um, be his third time on the show as well. Yes, because he was, he was he part was, of the group yeah, as well. So yeah. kicking it. So, but if you want to be on the show, please email, um, come around to Mark's house. I'll post his address on the Facebook page. <laughs> anytime, night or day, he doesn't mind. Um, so, yeah, you can hit us up on Facebook at our... Um, page at Scene 3 or you can get us at Scene3podcast at gmail.com and we're hoping the fan mail will keep flowing in Hmm. this season like last season yeah Um, and then we'll start reading some of the stuff out so yeah you wrote us an email once yeah it was an angry email it was Mm. very angry Mm. I I read it and then I wiped my ass with it and flushed it (laughs) so it's never it doesn't exist anymore it's how you delete things in the world I'm digressing again. You better shut this thing down before yeah. I go on. Let's do that. So thanks for listening, everybody. And Thank you. We will catch you. Thank again you, Adam. Next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, you're right. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>